shame my boys real quick. Right now, I am having emotional damage. I am most definitely, they most definitely can say. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. I can just say. Oh, my God. When I watched that game. I cannot see. I'm legally blind. <sighs> I felt this. We've been tricked, we've been backstabbed, and we've been quite possibly bamboozled. At the end of the game, I sounded like this. My thoughts, my opinion, sports podcast. Yo, what it is? Welcome back to another episode of MTMO Sports Podcast. Uh, I don't know if y'all can hear it, yo, but <clears throat> I'm a little bit under the weather, man. So, bad with your boy this uh, episode. But, as always, yo, I'm going to give y'all the hottest topics to talk about this uh, episode. You feel me? This episode, I'm going to be talking about ranking the top duos of all time. I was on Bleacher Report. They had gave me like five different duos. I'm going to rank them in my opinion. Um, the Hall of Fame semifinalists is out. You know what I mean? I'm going to read those names off and give y'all my opinion who I believe is going to be uh, in the Hall of Fame. And of course, as always, I got to give y'all that recap of that re uh, the Week 12 NFL. All the stuff that went down, yo, and I... Got to talk about it, man, because <laughs> my boys also went down this week. But, you know what I mean? Let's, uh, let's get this show started. Let's go. All right. I'm about to rank these duos of all times now. Mind y'all, like I said, Bleach Report is the one that went out here and put these out here. Um. And, and I'm going to just go ahead and, and, and rank those who I believe from top to bottom. All right. They got D-Wade and LeBron James. They got uh, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, Splash Brothers, Shaq, Kobe, uh, MJ, and Pittman. Now, we already know who's going to be sitting at top now. <laughs> it was it was tough for me um, to rank these. I ain't even going to hold you. Um, but I'm going to just go ahead and, and, and give it to y'all. You feel me? And, and some of y'all might go ahead and agree, uh, disagree, but you know what I mean? It's, it's just my opinion. Starting off at number five, at the bottom of the list, I think D-Wade and, and, and LeBron James would start down there. Um, number one, it was a super team. All right. I'm not going to say a super team, but this is one of them times, one, one of the eras where, LeBron wants to team up with every goddamn body. And, you know, he took his talent to South Beach. That Heat team um, was very deadly. They had some uh, deadly players on there. He had Chris Bosh on there. He had Mario Chalmers. Um, Udonis had some when he was uh, young. Um, uh, uh, and I'm pretty sure it was more people. You know what I mean? And that's when Eric Spoelstra was really stepping on the scene as a, as a head coach. Um, now, the reason why I did the bottom of my list is because, number one, uh, they didn't win as many championships as 
the Heat promise. Remember, LeBron was the guy who told we're going to win a bad to back to back to back and all this other stuff. The first year they get down there, didn't admission uh, was not a conference. They got uh beat by the Dallas Mavericks. They took Dallas Mavericks very, very lightly. It's a lot in sports. I know y'all very, very familiar with this uh during this year. Um, and Dirk Nowitzki, who they had a solid team, had a solid team down there, but it was pretty much the Dirk Nowitzki show. If you can stop Dirk, then most definitely you can go ahead and beat the Dallas Mavericks. But the Heat couldn't stop Dirk. The that 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 question that that dynamic duo that everybody was putting them up, you know, they they was during that time they was saying that uh, LeBron James and D Wade was pretty much up there with Shaq and Kobe and 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 um, Jordan and Pittman. In my opinion, during that time they wasn't. They still they they didn't play a lot of games. That then they, what they only play what. Four years together, that's not a lot of time. Um, if you want to be the best dynamic duo, that duo really had to stick together for years and win multiple championships. Now, Miami was able to win multiple championships, but they wasn't down there for uh, LeBron James didn't stay down in Miami too long. You know what I mean? It was just like a college tour for him. He went down there for four years, and he went back to Cleveland. So, you know, that duo didn't stick together. Um, and once that duo did split apart, uh, LeBron was able to win another championship, so that that that's going to most definitely tie into a lot of um, most of these duos. Is when they split, man, did they win championships? You feel me? Um, my next one. This was a tough one. Number four was very very tough. Like I didn't know how to do this, but number four, I would put Tony Parker and Timmy D. Um. If anybody's a Spurs fan or really an NBA fan, period, and you watch that Tony Parker and, and Tim and Tim Duncan uh era, whew, that was a tough era. That was that was Popovich's best era, in my opinion, for real, for real. That's what made Popovich one of the top uh head coaches of all time. It's because he was able to put these great talents together. You know, with the Tony Parker and the Tim Duncan. Now, don't get me wrong. He had the Twin Towers. It was Duncan and Robinson that, that start their career. Um, But once Tony Parker and once David Robinson retired and, and, and moved on, and they put Timmy D as that solid five for real, Mr. Fundamental, Mr. Mr. He don't have no different moves, but you can't stop him. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I most definitely believe that these guys um, should have won more championships. Now, they was in the competitive West. They were doing that time when, uh, when the Lakers also had Shaq and Kobe also. And then he also had that period of time when it was Kobe and Gasol. Um, and, 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 you know, San Antonio was was one of the top three teams during that year. You know what I mean? You had the Dallas, you had your Lakers, you had the Spurs. Um you know that that was pretty much your 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 cream of the core during that time. Um, Tim Duncan and Tony Park was able to win what five championships together. Um, so they most definitely should be, you know, uh, uh, like I said, it was, it was a battle between the Splash Brothers and them. Um, and the reason why, so now we on the Splash Brothers, and and the main reason. Which is why I, I I chose the Splash Brothers over Timmy D and, and Tony Park is because right now the Splash Brothers are, are are still going. They are able to 
um, try to go out here and win another championship. I believe it's going to be number five for them. Um, and Clay and Steph, they they out here setting trends. You know what I mean? Like I said, I always said that without one, the other one really would succeed. And and that, and I, I really do believe that. I believe if you split the Splash Brothers up, I believe that Steph would have the better career than Clay because Clay is not a full guy. Number one, Clay is your 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 typical wingman, your typical two guard. Um, I don't think Clay Thompson is going to be the, the superstar that really gets you over the top now. Now that he's later in in, in years and age now, um, I just think that those two is it's best for these two to stick together. And I think Golden State will keep these two together as long as they possibly can. Um, and if they keep these two together, these two can 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 rise up to win five championships together. And that's going to they already considered a dynasty. Um. So, that's one of the reasons why uh, I got the the Splash Brothers at number three. Now, number two, it was very hard, and I know a lot of people is going to be like, "Oh, you, you how you a true Laker fan if you ain't put them as number one?" Shaq and Kobe is my number two now. Of course, I wanted to put them as number one, being biased, being that I'm a Laker fan, being that Kobe is my GOAT, um, being that Shaq was the most dominant big man that, that walked that basketball court, you feel me? Um, I just think that if Shaq and Kobe would have stuck together and put their pride to the side, they would have eclipsed six championships. I, I really do believe that they would have been a seven-time champion, uh, NBA champion. I, I honestly do. I honestly, because you got to sit here and think that I believe Kobe went and got five. He got two by himself without Shaq and Kobe. And that was another reason why I didn't put Shaq and Kobe um, as number one. Yeah, they was great together, but also they also won championships without each other. Kobe won two, Shaq won one. Um, so during this, during this time period that you can, you can kind of say that um, this duo – was supposed to have been dominant together, but once they split up, they was able to win championships. Um, so that was one of the reasons why I, I got Shaq and Kobe as number uh, <laughs> number two. Number one, of course, MJ and Scotty. believe it's one of the best duos of all time. This is the duo that actually need each other. Um, <clears throat> as y'all, if we can recall, when MJ came about, um, MJ really pretty much turned Chicago around. Then once Pittman came about, those two was just dynamic together. They was able to they, they was able to sink in, lock in on both sides of the floor. They was able to win um six championships together. And you can also see that during that uh when Jordan first retired, Pittman couldn't do it. You know what I mean? And um you can see that uh Pittman was your not your number one star during that time. Now, no, it's no not the Pittman. He is a great number two, but being a number one, Pittman couldn't handle that 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 pressure. He couldn't get past New York. Um, he was having struggles with Indiana during that time. Um, then once Jordan came back, they was able to win three championships again. It's like, damn, you know what I mean? Of course, people are gonna be like, oh, well, it was Jordan that pretty much came back once. No, Jordan needed Pittman. The Pittman needed Jordan. If it wasn't for Jordan coming back, Pittman wasn't the guy. And if it wasn't for Pittman to stay there and hold it down. Until Jordan figured out if he wanted to come back or not, the Bulls would have been irrelevant. You know what I mean? Maybe MJ probably wouldn't have came back if Scotty wasn't there. 
You know what I mean? They they had a they had a good brotherhood. They had a good friendship. You feel me? So, and then once they separated again, once MJ went to retire, then went to Washington, and Scotty went to Houston and Portland. Neither one of those guys was able to win a championship. You know, now they played at a, at a very elite level. You know, Scotty most definitely with the Portland Trailblazers. He struggled with Houston. Wasn't a good fit with him and Charles Barkley together. But once Scotty got to Portland and that young Blazer team and that, that team that scared the Lakers uh, going into the uh, Western Conference Finals, you know, Pittman was, was was a good role player there. He was that good um, uh, 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 veteran player that those young players needed. Um, so they most definitely uh, needed each other. And also, Scotty and MJ won a gold medal together. They was on the dream team together. They was able to uh, lock down Tony Kukoc. You know, that duo was able to, to take what they was doing in Chicago, to take it uh, uh, overseas and, and played against um, over, uh, the international players. So that, that that's why that's one of the reasons why I give MJ and Scotty that nod. Um, of the greatest duo of all time. And there's more duos out here. You know what I mean? You could have put the KD and 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 Russ in that mix. You could have put uh Kobe and Gasol in that mix. You could have put Barry McHale, Magic and Kareem, um Shaq and Penny if they would stay together um a little bit longer. It's a lot of dynamic duos that happen uh throughout this course of the NBA. I just think these top five Bleacher Report got this right. Uh, these top five are the five that you really want to talk about. Now, you can talk about the Magic and the Kareem for the older people and the uh, Mikhail and Bird for the older people also. But um, I just think these five right here is most definitely most definitely the top five um, duos of all time. You feel me? But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and get, uh, get that up. So MJ and Pittman, Shaq and Kobe. Flash Brothers, Timmy and Tony, D Wade and uh, uh, LeBron James, for real, is as the top duos of all time. All right, let's hit this NFL. Let's let's hit this talk about this Hall of Fame list. Let's go. All right, yeah, this Hall of Fame list has bundles of stars in it, and this list is it. And it's, it's a very good list. Um, I believe that this list is gonna have to leave out. A lot of people. Well, I'm not gonna say a lot, but some names that you wouldn't believe that they had they, they would have to leave off. Um I'm gonna just go ahead and read you the names that, that made the semifinal list. You got Eric Allen, Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber, Anquan Bowden, Henry uh Eldar. I, I believe I got that name wrong. Jared Evans, London Fletcher, Dwight Freeney, James Harrison. Rodney Harrison, Devin Hester, Toy Holt, Andre Johnson, Albert Lewis, Robert Mathis, Darrell Reeves, Steve Smith Sr., Fred Taylor, Zach Thomas, Joe Thomas, Hines Wood, DeMarcus Ware, Ricky Waters, Reggie Wayne, Vince Winford, um, Patrick Willis, and Darren Woodson. And <laughs> that they they some great names. Some great names. And unfortunately unfortunately that some of these big names it's probably going to have to wait another couple years or, you know, wait till the next Hall of Fame and show me it goes in. Um, the people I believe, 
that's going to get in. Now, some of these people is going to get in because of their name. Now, don't get me wrong. They did put up stats. They did put up their time. And I do believe that some of these guys deserve to get in. Now, just remember, during this time, uh, this time last year, when Primetime came out and said uh, he believed that the um, Hall of Fame list is getting uh, uh, washing. It should be tears um, for these Hall of Fame. So um, the people I believe that's going to get in um, is Jared Allen. If y'all didn't pay attention to Jared Allen when he's with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Minnesota Vikings, go YouTube him. Go Google him. My man Jared Allen, the wild cowboy, <laughs> was a wild boy. He was a sack machine. He was the T.J. Watt before T.J. Watt, in my opinion. Um, Devin Hester. The second best all-time uh, special team returner. You know, I, I believe Prime is number one, but Devin Hester is coming up at number two. I believe most definitely Devin Hester deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Devin Hester was was bringing back kicks like it was normal. Um, you had the most definitely kick away from Devin Hester. And if some kickers is probably still kicking themselves right now, it's because... Um, uh, they they didn't kick away Devin Hester. I most I know some coaches was asking these kickers, "Are you delusional? Do, are, do you suffer from a mental illness?" Because most definitely you you don't kick it to Devin Hester. Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas to me was the Miami uh, Dolphins Ray Lewis. Zach Thomas was a monster down in Miami in those years. Zach Thomas was 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 coming in like number two. And linebackers and tackles for real behind Ray Lewis. Um, I just believe that Zach Thomas just wasted his years down in Miami. I think if Zach Thomas would have got somewhere else uh, during his career, I think Zach Thomas would have been known just a little bit more, just a little bit more. But um, Zach Thomas most definitely should be in there. Hines Ward most definitely should be in there. Now I hate to say it. You know what I mean? You know I don't never want to give up them props to the black and gold. But um Heinz Ward is, is deserving to be in there. He he um was one of the Pittsburgh Steelers top wide receivers during that time. You know what I mean? Even when his career started diminished, Heinz Ward was still able to uh, uh be a great team player. Now, some of them crap back hits he did against the Ravens, I most definitely didn't agree on, but at the same time, man, respect is respect. Hines Ward had put that time in. Hines Ward was out there uh, putting in numbers in. For you young cats who don't know about Hines Ward, yo, you most definitely should go out there and, and check out his stats and his numbers. DeMarcus Ware. Now, I believe that DeMarcus Ware at first was going to have a struggle time getting in. But I think his name alone can most definitely slide him in. Now, don't get me wrong. DeMarcus Ware was one of the top pass rushers during his time. Most definitely... Um, he, 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 he got what he deserved once he left the Dallas Cowboys. Is that like a personal attack or something? Sorry, locked in sports. <laughs> Sorry, Cowboys Nation. But, um, uh, once DeMarcus Ware got out of the Cowboy Nation, he went to Denver and, and got his ring. You know what I mean? That, that Super Bowl, uh, against Carolina, Denver versus Carolina, man, DeMarcus Ware and Vaughn Miller was putting hell on Cam Newton. Like, hell. It got to the point that Cam Newton didn't even want to die for the ball on a fumble. That's how much pressure they was, they was giving um uh, uh Cam Newton. So I, I I'm pretty sure that um Demarcus Ware is gonna make it in. 
Darrell Reeves. <laughs> Reeves Island. I believe he's going to get in. Now, I believe that he might get in because of his name. And don't get me wrong, I believe he has a Super Bowl with New England. Um, during his time with New England and the Jets, that he was he was the guy. He was the corner that nobody wanted to throw to. Now, when it came to playing him in zone, he wasn't that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was not that guy. But overall, uh, um, Darrell Reeves was, was a lockdown corner for sure. He didn't lock down some of the top wide receivers during that era. Brandy Moss, T.O., um, Chad Johnson. You know, just to name a few. But I also believe that Darrell Reeves will get in solely because of his name also. Now, he put up some stats, too. He he did make a name for himself, but I think his name is most definitely going to get him in. Fred Taylor. Now, this is one of my personal favorite running backs of all time. I believe Fred Taylor should make it. But towards the end of this list, you know, I only got one more player after this, but um, I think Fred Taylor might have a hard time getting in. Um, I don't think he's a, a for sure lock-in pick to be a Hall of Fame, which I believe he should because during that time um, when Jacksonville was pretty much just starting their franchise, at the nature means, that was Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor was, was that top running back. I'm pretty sure Fred Taylor's name is in um, Jacksonville history down there, you know, as one of the best running backs that they had during that time down there. Um, so I, I most definitely think Fred T., uh, should get in, but we 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 shall see. Um, Robert Mathis is the last person I have on this list, and I think that Robert Mathis didn't put up a lot of stats, didn't put up a lot of numbers, or he didn't wow us during his time. But I think his name would get him in because he did play on the Colts, um, uh, great Colts defense during that time. He, he is the Super Bowl champion, um, but I, I just don't think. Him and Dwight Freeney is going to have a, a, a tough time getting in the Hall of Fame um, just because they don't, they didn't put up enough numbers or have enough games underneath their belt to be in um, the Hall of Fame. So that was my list right there. That's like eight people because I believe they, they, they put in four to eight people each year in the Hall of Fame. Um, I think this year this Hall of Fame is going to be a, a little, little wish-washy a little bit, but... Um, for all the semifinals, for all the players that that made the list, man, salute to y'all, congratulate, um, congratulations to y'all, um, most definitely, uh, well deserved because you put in that time, you put in that grind, you deserve to be shined. You feel me, <laughs> little little rhyme and dazzle for y'all, um, yeah. Let's talk about this week twelve real quick. Week twelve, um, has some surprises, um. Let me start off by saying that now Week 12 is over with. Deshaun Watson is now eligible to play the next game. Deshaun Watson has been uh, on a practice team a little bit, on a practice facility. He's been putting in the work. He did his. He did the crime. He did his time. Now it's time for to see if Deshaun Watson can shine now. You feel me? Um, is is uh, I in my opinion, I think the Browns. Uh, won't make the playoffs even with Deshaun Watson there. I think it's just them, uh, just three games too late. Uh, I think the Browns what four and seven. Um, the Browns most definitely have a good team, but I just think it's too late. Um, Deshaun Watson will uh put them in uh, in a little bit of hunt. Uh, they will get them out the basement of the uh, AFC North. Um, but I just don't see him getting it fully done. Now, 
Washington Commanders. I have a bone to pick with you, Dub. Um, first of all, if you're going to honor a person, make sure you do it right. Second of all, how you not give this man a full statue? If y'all don't know, um, the Washington Commanders honored Sean Taylor this past weekend. Um, and they gave him a so-called statue. Um, in my opinion, that I think they did Sean Taylor wrong. I think they could have did a little bit better. Um, I think they should have did a little bit better. You can't recognize a person by just hanging their jersey up and then displaying it. No. I believe that Sean Taylor should have got a full statue. If y'all haven't been down to the uh, bank, M&T Bank Stadium, Raven Stadium, you go in the front of the stadium, you will see two statues. One of John Unitas, one of Ray Lewis. Why? Because we, as Baltimoreans, believe that Johnny U was one of the greatest quarterbacks that Baltimore had. And Ray Lewis is the greatest linebacker that the Ravens have and the greatest linebacker that the NFL seen. And what did we do? We honored these guys with a sculpture, a statue out front of the stadium. Commanders, what did you do? You got some hangers and hung Sean Taylor jersey up inside a display case. No, that's not how you honor the man. Then you got the nerve to call this man family up. Call him up from Florida. Invited them to the game. And this is how you honor them? <sighs> oh my God! It's just... I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna just keep going. Let's go! Alright, re recap of the week 12. Let's go ahead and, and talk about it. The Bills and the Lions. The Bills got that one 28-25. Barely. <laughs> the Bills had a little scared a little bit. The Lions was 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 hunting them down. The Lions was showing that that um they 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 are a team that you should be talking about and the team that that almost they they almost got the job done. They almost this Detroit is out there playing hard, Doug. If you ain't paying attention, I understand that more victories don't really count, but they is out there, Paul. They is out there balling hard. They just gotta find a way to close the door. The Giants and the Cowboys. It looked like the Cowboys has. Get back to reality. Um, they did what they supposed to do. They beat their division rival. They got the Giants up out of there. They beat the Giants twenty-eight to twenty. Um, good win. It was a good game. All these games on Thanksgiving was good. Um, so that uh, nothing to talk bad about on the Cowboys. So I leave the Cowboys alone. The Patriots and the Vikings. The Vikings get back on track. They win in that game 33 to 26. Um, like I said, it was a good game. All these games on Thanksgiving was good. Um, it just showed that uh the Vikings could be a serious contender, a, a, a playoff team. So, you know, that, that just watch out for the Minnesota Vikings. <sighs> the Baltimore Ravens and the Jacksonville Jaguars. God damn. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm going to have to shame my boys real quick. Right now, I am having emotional damage. I am most 
definitely, they most definitely can say. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. I can just say. Oh, my God. When I watched that game. I cannot see I'm legally blind. <sighs> I felt this. We've been tricked. We've been backstabbed. And we've been quite possibly bamboozled. At the end of the game, I sounded like this. I also felt like this. Hey yo, what the fuck? I believe that our game sounded like this. And only thing I can just say, Ravens, we Lord have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. Gotta stay focused, man. I just can't believe that we lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. Now, don't get me wrong. They're an NFL team, and I kept saying it over and over. The Jaguars are an immature young team that just can't close the door and can't find a way to win games. Well, I can't say that no more. Now, I can almost just say that the Ravens are not immature, but they can't find a way to close games. This is the third game that we was up in the fourth quarter and we lost. This is the fourth game that we was holding the team double digits and we lost. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, it's just the same story. Keep repeating itself over and over and over. Like, how can we most definitely tell uh, these non-believers, these non-Raven fans, that we are a Super Bowl contender team if we keep losing in the fourth quarter? That's the game that we need the most. That's the quarter we need the most. It's to close out. That's when the Ravens are the most dominant team is in the fourth quarter because we are able to ground and pound and run you down. But that couldn't happen against the Jacksonville Jaguars. First of all, the offense couldn't click. We left about 16 points on that damn field, Doug. 16 points. Between Mark Andrews dropping the uh, touchdown pass. Lamar not hitting Demarcus Robinson on that easy touchdown route. Um, You put Justin Tucker in a 67-yard field goal. And, and don't get me wrong. I had a little bit of faith, too. I had a just a little bit of faith. I was just like, man, if, if it's one kicker that can get the job done, I believe that Justin Tucker is the guy. He is. He has to be. But it's a shame that we sitting there 67 yards away and we just put that much hope into him. LJ, Lamar, dog, you want to be paid the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And right now, you can't win the game that you're supposed to. Not putting all the blame on you. Um, secondly, offense, coordinators, everybody that got their hands on the offense, we cannot play a whole half. A whole tired goddamn half. And have that damn play clock at five when we break the damn huddle. It just can't happen. That is... Something that you do in OTAs. Get the play in. Get the play out. You got a whole 30 seconds to do this in between the substitution and all that. What well, they mean that leaves you 25 seconds. Now you just yell the play out. You got to listen to the play. That should put you down to 15 seconds. You should be breaking that huddle. Within 15 seconds, you should be at the line set. Within 10 seconds. I don't see what is so goddamn hard about that, yo. That is pop warning shit. 
It's Pop Warner. It's not that hard. They got to find a way to break this huddle quick, fast. Greg Roman, you have to find a way to call these plays in the first half to get LJ rolling. You know what I mean? You call them plays in these backyard and shit and having LJ run around. It ain't going to work for so long. It ain't going to work for so long. So, Ravens, people will definitely need to stop it. Get some help. Gotta find some help back there. Gotta find a way to win these games, Doug. We supposed to have the easiest schedule to to uh, close out the season. Right now, man, I'm not even 100% sh- uh, 100% sure to say that that's going to happen. We lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Plain and simple. The Bucks and the Browns. The Browns got that one OT 23-17. Um, like I said, Deshaun Watson is set to come back now, and then we we most definitely about to see um the rust uh of Deshaun Jackson. I believe he's going to shake a lot of rust. I believe he most definitely going to have to uh, uh pull some rabbit out the hat when he come back with the um Cleveland Browns. The Bengals and the Titans. The um Titans lost that one twenty to sixteen. The Bengals was fired up, pumped up about this game. That they even had one lineman. Going off the field yelling, F Tennessee. <laughs> so you know the Bengals wanted that one. I'm pretty sure the Titans most definitely wanted that one because the Bengals beat the Titans last year in the playoffs. And uh, 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 it wasn't a revenge tour. The tit- the Texans and the Dolphins. The Dolphins, they, they spanked the um, <laughs> they, they, they spanked the Texans. Uh, they, they just gave my an old-fashioned ass whooping. Um. Uh, the Dolphins got that one thirty to fifteen. The Bears and the Jets. The Jets got that one thirty one to ten. The Falcons and the um, Commanders. The Commanders got that one nineteen thirteen. Tyler or Heineke is out there balling. He's digging. He, he dug the Commanders out of that hole. He got them in the playoff in the playoff contention right now. Um, the Broncos and the Panthers. The Panthers got that one. Not surprising. Twenty three to ten. Um. Russ Wilson, Russell Wilson, and the Denver Broncos. I can just tell you right now that y'all game is just. That's it. Nathaniel Hackett is on the cusp of getting fired on his first year. Whack. I can tell you right now that the Broncos nation, I'm pretty sure y'all feel like this. We've been tricked, we've been backstabbed, and we've been quite possibly bamboozled. Um, the Chargers and the Cardinals. The Chargers came back and got that one and got it by one, 25 to 24. The Las Vegas Raiders and the Seattle Seahawks. The Raiders got that one, 40 to 34. They finally able to run Josh Jacobs. That's all they had to do, Las Vegas, was run the damn ball. Stop trying to force it to Devontae Adams all the damn time, man. Run the goddamn ball. And they did it. The Rams and the Chiefs. The, the Rams are done. I can tell you right now, nobody, everybody's getting hurt. Everybody don't want to show up for practice or games anymore. Aaron Donald has a, a high ankle sprain. Um, uh, 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 Robinson, Marcus Robinson is out. Cooper Cup is out. Um, Matt Stafford is on his way to be out also. So the Rams are done. Chiefs got that one, 26 to 10. The Saints and the 49ers. The 49ers got that one, 13 to Donut. The Packers and the Eagles. The Eagles got that one, 40 to 33. The Packers was, was out there fighting, though. They did not lay down. They did not lay down. 
And last night, the Steelers and the Colts, the Steelers got that one 24-17. Uh, like I said, it was very interesting uh, 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 week 12. Um, I most definitely enjoyed it. And 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 uh, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this episode up right there. Um, I appreciate y'all, man. As always, um, go ahead and tell a friend who can be a friend who can possibly be a friend that MTMO Sports Podcast is out here, Doug, and out here setting trends, busting down numbers, knocking down doors, and taking all the opportunities I possibly can. You feel me? Make sure you go ahead and let them know that you can find me on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Good pause. Uh, all your podcast platforms, you can most definitely find me out there. Check my Instagram out at mtmo underscore sports podcast. Um, make sure y'all check out Lord Dice. Lord Dice is, is out here promoting MTMO as best as he possibly can. If you don't catch him on Instagram, catch him on Facebook, and you can catch him at uh, my thts my opinion. If you can't catch him on there, catch him on Twitter. And that's the same thing. My THTS, my opinion. You feel me? Um, make sure um, y'all check out Opulence Radio. That's another dope platform uh, you can check my podcast out on. And you can check out multiple podcasts out on. Make sure y'all check out check me out on ASAP uh, Real Talk, Mondays and Thursdays, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Man, we out here setting up, uh, giving out that Real Talk about sports. You feel me? Um, and I got a new quote we're going to close the show out with. I believe this is a dope quote, man. Um, not too long, but something straight to the point. It's pretty much telling, uh, it pretty much says nothing is impossible. The word itself says I'm possible. So don't believe nothing is impossible. If you believe you can achieve it, get it, go get it, get it done. It's not going to get it done by you just sitting there just hoping and wishing. You got to put your actions to it. Put the words into it and then put the actions behind it. I guarantee you it will work because right now I am living proof of it. I'm going to end the show a little something different this time, man. Dolph, talk to him. But then I dip, jump back in my whip. I'm straight off the block. Hollows in my clock. Bitch, I'm my own boss. This money when I talk. Spent the meal on ice just to get my point across. Hey, I ain't never knew how to do shit but go and get it. This ain't even on my jury and I got on 250. Never signed a deal, but he's spending all these meals. Have a drink, bitch, chill. chill You didn't grow up where I did You can't feel how I feel nah. This shit ain't about money I pump my brakes on it and yield I stood that bitch up